Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm going to do it because it feels, it feels like a tradition now. Welcome to the Ho Ho Homo Sapiens Christmas special. Happy Christmas, everybody. I feel like I've barely spoken about Christmas, thought about Christmas at all, uh, because I've been here in Australia where Christmas looks like blazing hot sunshine and then the occasional Christmas tree in sunlight, which just doesn't fit and I'm like, I'm looking here now out the window. There's two people in the swimming pool and then I can see some tinsel on a balcony. So that's an Australian Christmas. And can I just say, I would love to have been here for Christmas day because I would actually really like to experience it because everyone goes down to the beach, does a big barbecue. Um, but I'm actually going to be flying home. I'm going to be flying back to England to the cold and the dark and I cannot wait. My husband's been decorating the house. Now, normally that is my neck of the woods. So, have I been supervising over FaceTime? Maybe, but I'm gonna give him credit. He has absolutely smashed it. He's done such a good job. He's done the tree. He's done the mantelpiece, got bits of Christmas tree, chopped them up, put them on the mantelpiece. He's got a wreath, hung it on the front door with little lights. He's put lights around a tree in the garden and uh, bless him. And then my mother, she's on pudding duty. So I've got my mum, my sister, William's mum and our daughter for Christmas. So we're cooking the turkey. When I say we, I think William will cook it. Then I suppose maybe I'll get involved in the veg. And then my mother is gonna do all the puddings. She's doing a trifle. She's doing like a flourless chocolate cake. We've thrown in a fruit salad. And then our friend, lovely friend Paula sent us a Christmas pudding. So we're gonna do that. By the way, for anyone who wants a good leftovers solution for Christmas pudding, should some end up, you know, floating around afterwards. Christmas pudding, get it with ice cream, mash it all together and freeze it and you can eat it all year round and it's delicious. And maybe I'm alone here, but my favorite bit of Christmas is actually the leftovers. Like I love the lunch, but is there anything like a, a turkey sandwich with some mayonnaise and some stuffing and whatever else is left over in thin white bread. I will probably toast that bread and having that about three hours after you eat, delicious. So I've got all that to look forward to. Now you lot, for those who celebrate Christmas, by the way, what is your Christmas plan? Write into us over the break 
hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram. Really was thinking about firsts, actually. About, uh, it was on the radio, I was hearing someone talk about it. Like, what is your first Christmas for dot, dot, dot? So uh, is this your first Christmas with someone, first Christmas without somebody? Please write in and tell us those because um, this person was talking about his first Christmas without his wife and it was very poignant and sweet and got me thinking about Christmas is such an important time for all of us and actually it can really crystallise our thoughts on things. And what I want to say to you all, particularly who someone who wrote in the other day actually saying how lonely they are, is Homo sapiens is your family this Christmas. So if you're feeling lonely, reach out, drop us a line. Uh, we'll want to hear what you're up to. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram. So what are we doing for our Ho Ho Homo sapiens Christmas special? Today we are doing a culture club end of year special. We'll be looking at all of your culture club favourite cultural moments of the year. It was such a big year. It was the thing that struck you, all, all of you who wrote in and got in touch. It was the culture and entertainment. It was an amazing year. I'm thinking about Doctor Who, Shuti, Yasmin Finney. I'm thinking about I Kissed a Boy. I'm thinking about Heartstopper, Juice. I mean, I could go on. But why don't we, let's get into it. And I've got a friend to dive into this cultural odyssey with. None other than the Guardian entertainment and culture critic, Scott Bryan. I love Scott. So Scott's going to be taking us through all your favourite cultural moments as we discuss them. Scott's Twitter is as famous as him. He posts all those funny clips. Like whenever you see a sort of clip floating around the internet of like a newsreader doing something hysterical, it often comes from Scott. So you'll know his stuff if you haven't, if you haven't seen it already. So that's coming up in two minutos. Finally, make sure you're all caught up with last week's episode with Leo Reich. Leo Reich his HBO special came out for his stand-up. The boy's genius. Just just wait. Watch him fly. Or any of our other December episodes. Um, we had Grammy on. We had Stephen K. Amos. Stephen K. Amos, he talks about meeting the Pope. I mean, come on. And that's just a taster. Ad-free listening, everybody. If you want to listen to Homo Sapiens without the ads, you can. All you got to do is just go to your Apple Podcasts app, go to our Homo Sapiens homepage, and the option to subscribe to Homo Sapiens plus that's homo sapiens plus for one pound 49 a month is there there's also a seven day free trial so you can try before you buy people which i always like to do while you're there don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple a so you never miss an episode and b so it helps other people discover us too now uh let's have a look at messages a couple of christmas agony uncles from you tom says trying to tell my nephew to stop using gay as a slur he's seven interesting so tom Here's the thing. Christmas is a time where we all have to get together and we don't all necessarily agree. That is the context. So it can feel very frustrating and I can feel in my situations like I have to I have to be the police about bad opinions, bad behavior, you know, blah, blah. I actually think that's not true. I don't think it is beholden on you to persuade this. I, I have a, a separate bit of this in a second, but I think it, it, for me, something I feel like I have come to think about in the past few years is it's not actually up to you to change that person in that moment, which I, I know could sound awful, but it comes from talking to a lot of activists who, when I speak to them, kind of say that they realize that they sort of have to switch on and off their activism because they can't solve the world and they cannot 
take on the burdens of the entire world 24 7 because it makes them burn out and i think that all you can do this is sort of my second bit is say hey and just gently explain to them why it's not right but from that point forwards you don't have any control over whether they stop or not so what you wrote there was trying to tell my nephew to stop using gay as a slur he's seven yeah so by all means tell them but from that point you have no control over whether they do stop also they're your nephew right he's your nephew have a web with the parents be like people what are you doing and i you know you can put them on blast but seven-year-old no someone said this amazing thing the other week which i thought was lovely is treat all feedback like coaching so if you want to bring something up with someone you don't have to have a go at them it's actually very rare you have to have a go at someone treat it like you're coaching them and that means you do it with compassion you do it with love but you also stay very firm in what you're saying and imagine they know nothing and it was completely not their intention and weirdly i think you get better results and i think often people don't actually know that they're doing stuff on the whole so anyway that was in my mind as well and i can't read this person's name but all i will say is oh i mentioned it earlier loneliness you know loneliness is really hard and it can feel all consuming and what i will say is that i'm sending you so much love and i hope that homo sapiens is in some way a sense of community and company that we all crave. It's why I set it up. I wanted to link us all to create a community of disparate people and make sure we don't feel alone. And one of the things that so many people write in is say that it does do that for people. So I'm, you know, thrilled it worked in some respects. Christmas can be a really shit time for loneliness because it can feel like everybody else is having fun. And I will say that we have to also challenge that idea and actually hanging out with your nine aunties can be really annoying. And people are, a lot of people are doing things they don't want to do. And what I think is amazing is that you're able to articulate your loneliness here, that you've managed to say what it is, because I know that I couldn't when I was lonely. I didn't know what was going on. So what I'm going to say is, I'm really sorry you're feeling lonely, and, and please stay in touch, and I'm sending you loads of Christmas love. Okay, should we go and have our cultural culture club roundup with Scott Bryan? Here it is. I'm going to take you through some of the polls we've done with the listeners because let's get your take on them. So favourite LGBTQ plus casting of the year. Mm -hmm. We said to you, listeners, is it Bella Ramsey for Time, Shuti Gatwa for Doctor Who, Jake Shears and Self-Esteem for Cabaret, Emma Corrin for Orlando? I mean, Bella Ramsey, they are phenomenal in time. Mm-hmm. Like they play a person who is kind of dealing with a drug addiction. This is Time by Jimmy McGovern. In mm-hmm. the first series, it is in a male prison. This one is a, a prison for women. And like their performance, I mean, like they were fantastic in The Last of Us, yeah. but in Time, just another level, like clearly like a league of their own. And I just think that they are one of the most exciting actors of the year. I mean, of course, The Last of Us is also another huge show. I think Shooty's really interesting because, of course, like sex education, absolutely amazing role. But we've yet to see what they're going to be like, really. So far as we record this in in Doctor Who, we've only seen them on a film called An Adventure in Space and Time, which is a 
like oh, 2013 okay. film they updated and it had a cameo by Shooty as the doctor but Shooty oh. didn't say anything didn't do anything just kind of like smiled and winked and it's like a two-second performance of his knockout yeah well Shooty was definitely the f- favorite from you listeners 60 percent of you it was your favorite in second place jake shears and self-esteem for cabaret which i haven't gone to see and i must with 21 percent third bella ramsey time emma corin orlando was fourth and do you know what's really interesting as well bella ramsey did you see them on graham norton saying that they still go to their weekly drama class or something what really can you imagine bella ramsey turning up you're like oh i can't do it i'm not doing it now it's ridiculous so okay favorite listeners lgbtq plus show heartstopper i kissed a boy queer eye or moan rizwan's juice was the options we gave you all listeners there's a clear leader but scott who's your clear leader i mean i i really loved i kissed a boy just Mm. because the mentality beforehand was that obnoxious view from love island of oh we can't make it inclusive we can't possibly bend the rules and i think there was this also this perhaps this mentality of oh if we make it queer the straight people won't watch it and Mm. then along comes i kissed a boy and okay yes it was obviously popular with lgbtq plus audiences but a, a lot of my straight mates were talking about it too really and i think also the fact that you know, they've now announced I Kissed a Girl. Yeah. Like, it would be great if they have future series that incorporate non-binary or trans or the trans community. Because I think it helps re- remove stigma and stereotypes and assumptions that other people have too. So, yeah, that was the one for me. Same for me, because what I loved about I Kissed a Boy, I mean, I love all those shows, obviously. But what I loved about I Kissed a Boy was it felt like it, it wasn't afraid to show the sexual side but it really showed what I would call the sisterhood of the way that gay men interact that is really yeah. loving. I, it really felt like me and my friends. And that was beautiful to see and to not have for them not to have shied away from that. Yeah, I, I, I totally resonate. I mean, I think when you're in an audience where it's just exclusively LGBTQ plus people, it feels sometimes in my head like a switch goes off because you're never Mm -hmm. having to like subtly explain things for anyone. Not like straight people wouldn't understand and and not like it should be excluding them, but it it just feels sometimes that you're able to just talk about things without having to explain them first. Mm. And then these moments when the guys are all by the pool and they're talking about, you know, a particular crush and then you're able to hear every person's view from one side to the other. Like, that's yeah. so lovely. So, so lovely. Because you don't get to see that normally on TV. Yeah, yeah. And should we talk about Juice for a sec? I've always just thought he's so talented, but he mm. took some big swings with that show, you know, like casting his mum and his brother. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's incredibly strange, but it all hangs together. And I love it. How do you feel? I, I, I feel the same way. I would have loved to have read the script and mm. just having the producer's reaction being like, they go under a cover and it becomes an underground maze and then they clamber out of a ball pit in the, in an office. Yeah. And just to have that like creative vision. And then when you see it on the, uh, like, on the TV, it just works effortlessly. Mm. But I also think Mawan's and Russell Tovey's chemistry is popping in this. Yeah. It feels as if you're seeing a real relationship unfold and i and i love the fact that it's 
Like if you look at the overall course of the series, like some episodes are not that dramatic. It's not always high stakes. I love mm. that some of it is about, um, you know, one episode talks about open relationships or having crushes on other people. And it talks about those discussions that I think happen within LGBTQ plus relationships in, in just an everyday way without yes. it being like a high stakes drama. I, I, yes. I, I thought that that was really, really well observed. Yeah, and really nice that, like you said, about the relationship with those two and how I just love that Russell did it, you know, lending a bit of his mm. star power to it. And it was a really a testament to what an interesting actor he is. I just think the fact that Russell has always done queer projects and always, I don't know, been braver than most is just, I think, and this is yet another example. And also he was one of those you know, referring back to our earlier conversations about crushes, 100% a crush for me for like, oh when gosh. I was growing up. I was like, my word, everything from the History Boys onwards for me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, favorite LGBTQ storyline we ask the listeners. Um, red, white, and royal blue. Just the whole story, though. The whole story. Though. Okay. Wow. And Henry and Jordan's big brother romance. <laughs> oh. Leighton sure. Williams on Strictly, which has just been life-changing for me. Miranda and Che Diaz in And Just Like That. But the listeners have spoken. <laughs> red, white, and royal blue has come in top with 47%. Leighton on Strictly has been 31% of you loved it. Henry and Jordan's Big Brother Romance only in third place at 15%, which I'm very surprised about. Yeah. Yeah. And Miranda and Che Diaz in, and Just Like That came last. Tell me, okay, you need to skip me up on Henry and Jordan's Big Brother Romance. Henry and Jordan, it, it's certainly roller coaster is probably an understatement. I mean, it, um, Big Brother, of course, came back on ITV too and ended up being so much better than I think everyone was expecting. I think everyone were yes. expecting Love Islandy clones. And then they actually had people from many different backgrounds, many different ages. Uh, it felt a bit like earlier Channel 4 series, Big Brother, like I mean, kind of just that unpredictableness about it, right. which is lovely. And then basically there was a bit of a love triangle in Big Brother between Henry and Jordan and and so, someone else. And it just became this ongoing thing of, are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they? Wow. Uh, and Jordan was loved Jordan so much, but he was kind of cynical. And it felt like a lot of the times that he kind of was just talking as if he was breaking the fourth wall at the camera. 
Yeah, like he felt like a like a a joyful out, out, outsider. He ended up winning the competition. Spoiler alert! And it ended up winning Big Brother. So of course that's a big amount of cash. And then I was on Instagram the other day, and at one o'clock in the morning, he did a Instagram post being like, "Oh yeah, and I'm now together with Henry." A boyfriend launch at one oh, o'clock. Oh, which is that. also may, may I say, like when you see Jordan, total normal Jordan behavior. And I can't get get past, of course, winning a reality show and getting a boyfriend in the space of a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, lovely. That's four weeks well invested. And so were they playing a game or were they just deeply not playing a game and that was what was adorable about them? It's so hard to tell. I mean, I think watching the show, it felt as if you were trying to work out whether there was being a game played, whether one mm. person was playing the other. There is that kind of case, isn't there, when you start to become infatuated by somebody that you don't want to show how keen you are and then you are worried about being too overly keen and then you start withdrawing a bit and <laughs> there was a real are they aren't they are they aren't they are they aren't they are wow. they aren't they for like the whole series and <sighs> there were some times i was a bit exasperated by it but really all wells that ends well and I, do you know what, as well, like, I love a will-they-won't-they they storyline. Like, when you said not having high stakes, like, that's why I loved the original Married at First Sight, British one. Yeah. I loved that because it was like, it was just people, like, I remember this guy, this, I think this is literally series one, or the British one on Channel 4, before it got completely changed and became, like, the Australian one, but it was this guy and he really liked the girl and he was like really in love with her and she just didn't like him. And it, I was like, oh. I love shit like this. But because it, <laughs> it wasn't like people like backstabbing and stealing each other's boyfriends and girlfriends. You know what I mean? It was just like a portrait of love or lack of. You can really chart as well LGBTQ plus rights via Big Brother, can't you? Because you look at like, well, Brian, obviously, when yeah. he came out in series what, two, one? Uh, very early yeah very early on ah, yeah I mean I just like that was such a moment for me like I found him and I watched every goddamn moment he was on screen because he was out and so kind he was so sweet but then yeah of course we had an amazing storyline with a trans contestant didn't we yeah I mean Hallie um I think she was just so Firstly, a really in interesting housemate, but also I think at a time of such hostility in the media and this kind of stupid trans moral panic, mm. I think using um, uh, going on to an entertainment program and being open with the housemates was such a kind of breakthrough, real kind of significant moment, I think. And it's also just the fact that all of the other housemates immediately accepted it and it was a small point in one episode and then it moved on and then that was that and it makes me realize that and it makes me hope that what you read about in the press and in the papers and what is always talked about in a really awful way is not an actual representation of of the wider public that the wider mm. public are warm and accepting mm. as as the housemates are mm. it it really wasn't a significant moment in the course of the show and that and that makes me feel hopeful in in a way i mean i think just the the bravery at a time to go and do something like like that is significant but just the fact it was just treated as just an everyday big brother storyline other people's things that people have been loving they've been sending them yeah. in so crush on disney plus says nina bad sisters 
Good right. Omens Artful do- Doodling yeah. says is an absolute queer gem. I actually didn't know that. Happy Healthy Homo podcast. Enagram says An Honest Man by Ben Ferguson. Noel says Queendom, the documentary. But someone here has written what I, if I could, if I could sum up 2023 in two words, they've written one. They've just written one word, Padam. <laughs> what a moment. Like, honest, honest what to God. What a moment. And I think what the joy about that was, was how I think Kylie didn't realise how much of a hit she had on her hands. And it was a real word of mouth hit and it just became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you had asked Kylie a few months before she released her record, I'm not sure whether she would be able to comfortably say, oh yeah, but that's going to be a massive hit. It, it, was just, no. it was just great. But you know, okay, so one, Kylie is my life. Two, Kylie is my life. Three, <laughs> I... I love all her music, but, and I don't think she knew she had a hit on her hands and I don't, but if you listen to Can't Get You Out of My Head and Padam Padam next to each other, they're quite similar, actually. I don't know why I ended up doing that, but I was in some kind of odyssey. I think I was listening to the songwriters talking about her music. Mm -hmm. They were just sort of revisiting like how avant-garde Kylie has been as a pop star. Like, can't get you out of my head. I mean, do you remember hearing that song for the first time? I was like, Oh yeah, totally. What the motherfuck is this? And I, like, <laughs> I was like, it sounds like grinding metal. I do not understand this. And then, of course, now I adore it. And I remember that about hearing the Spice Girls "Wannabe" for the first time. Like, my friend Harry came round and he had a t- cassette tape of it, and he was like, "Listen to this song," and he put it in, put it in the tape recorder, and just started leaping around the room. And I was like. Okay, I hated it. I didn't hate it. I was just like, I didn't get it. Do you remember hearing either of those songs for the first time? Oh, no, 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 massively. I love cassette tapes as being the the way that you <laughs> heard about music. But that, that's the way that, that music gets shared. Yeah, yeah certainly. I mean, I, I think... Um, I mean, a lot of it is just when, when a new song comes out and it really sticks with you. Like, like I really like Choice of did this year and just the way that that album came out. Every yeah. song, like the release, the marketing campaign, astonishing. And and yeah. just like the, the records from it, absolutely great. And, mm. then, and then like hearing it in the club for the first time, also brilliant too. Mm. I also love how Kylie does like one great thing a year, like real sort of standout. Like last year was when she was on that Neighbours reunion, that Neighbours finale before of course it came back randomly four months later but she only said four words in the whole hour special she only said like harold and yay and really and that was it in 60 minutes and like like they asked her about it and she said she didn't want to like hog too many of the lines etc but but i found it really iconic that she only said four words in a 60 minute special and just hugged people that was it simply superb there's something of the share about that, isn't there? It's just like, and you just you you pass through a membrane and just become like iconic person who just moves around, not saying anything. You're just yeah, swishing truly. around with long hair and looking cool. Yeah. So, Padam, Padam I'm going to say that was the cultural. Mo- what was your cultural mm. hi- the cultural moment? The cultural moment, probably probably Eurovision. Mm. I mean, I think that was just sublime i mean i think also like it was so like of course eurovision has always been so so inclusive it has been fit for years but i think like this year you know there was that fantastic um performance by lorene there was queen of yeah. kings 
by Alessandra, which was just a absolute club banger. Gustav from Belgium with that that song because of you where there was like somebody in high heels doing a rolling routine on the floor like absolutely sublime and then i think also like in moving terms that that interval period when they had duncan lawrence sing you'll never walk alone and then everyone walks out from behind was such a was such a tear-jerking moment like i I just remember really i was in it's in the room and i was an absolute mess that was uh, that was that that was great for me. Like Eurovision, I think the expectation was high with us hosting it, and of course the time frame that we had to do it was so short because, of course, the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah, but we, yeah, it just knocks it out 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 the park. Really, it was great. That's I slept amazing. for like a week and a half afterwards. Did you? <laughs> I was so knackered. I love that. And so we've covered some. We haven't covered them all, but thank you very much for sending them all in, everybody. Uh, That's the end of part one. Part two is on the feed. Go get it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.